All right, guys, it's been a while. Thanks so much for sticking around. We've been on a short hiatus due to a little travel, a little back and forth, a little this and that. But guys, Dexter Johnson here, and it's time to get into another episode of In the Weeds. And of course, I have to kick it off with Apple's iPhone 14 event. And they had a few other things sprinkled along the way. Let's talk about it. Welcome to In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. This is a tech podcast all about you, the listener. My aim is to educate, inform, and most importantly, empower you with the tools that you need to face this ever-changing world of technology. So let's get into it, shall we? So guys, this event was all about iPhone. So let's get into it. So speaking of iPhone and the accessories, we're going to get started with one of the first things, and that is Apple Watch. So here, here's the thing. So all of Apple's events, they're always really, really good. They're Apple. They, they're the king of the keynote. They are the masters of delivery. They're the masters of manipulating us to get us to buy the latest and the greatest and the newest things that we really don't need unless it's been a few years since the last time you've upgraded. And the sentiment at the beginning of the keynote that essentially like, oh, if you don't use an Apple Watch, you're going to die is pretty shocking. And it's been talked about all over the internet. People are talking about it because it's absolutely foolish. Look, Everybody doesn't have Apple things, nor does everyone want Apple things. That's neither here nor there. So, of course, they introduced Apple Watch Series 8. And, of course, we're getting some new temperature sensors. And it's primarily for our women out there because Apple Watch has really solid cycle tracking. And with these temperature sensors, it can help show you some different fluctuations and things like that. One of the things that I'm curious about with these sensors is it, can it do some type of health analysis in terms of like predicting that, hey, if your temperature is going up. Perhaps you're developing a cold. Perhaps you need to go see a doctor X, Y, Z if your temperature drops, you know, so I would be interesting to see all of the applications that these two, that these dual temperature sensors will be able to give us. So here's the thing about this. They have one that's closer to the bottom of the casing and one that's closer to the top. And this helps weed out those false readings. So of course, Apple Watch Series 8 is going to start at $399 for the GPS model and $499 for the cellular. Now, an additional thing is that there's also crash detection. So if you're involved in, if you're in the unfortunate instance of being part of a motor vehicular crash then this can help you out so they've tested this for cars trucks vans all of these different things and we have this new feature now here's the thing this is not just an apple watch thing this is an ios type thing because this is also just going to be available straight up on the iphone additionally apple watch se so gone is the apple watch series three first and foremost apple you were wrong for keeping around the clunky series three and for any of the apple apologists out there 
you know who you are on the internet. Some of you make YouTube videos. Some of you only podcast. They were wrong. This thing should have been discontinued long ago. But now we're getting it updated. So this is a new generation of Apple Watch SE. It comes with the upgraded S8 chip. And it makes it 20% faster than the 2020 model and also has some of the same capabilities as the Apple Watch Series 8. So here's the thing. We all thought that we were going to see this Apple Watch Pro. First and foremost, I am getting sick and tired. Sick and tired of the Pro moniker getting slapped on absolutely everything. So... What do they give us? Apple Watch Ultra. Now, that's not saying I didn't necessarily laugh at that, but it's going to offer a rugged design for extreme sports. It's going to offer a 49 millimeter titanium case with many people that were at the event. They're saying, hey, this thing is actually pretty light for it to be larger. So it's also going to offer a new Oceanic Plus app, which gives the Apple Watch Ultra users the ability to track their underwater dives. It gives 36 hours of battery life on just one charge, with Apple set to introduce a battery optimization feature later this year that will give the Ultra an extended 60-hour battery life. An additional note is that low power mode on the Apple Watch Series 8, which is also going to be introduced it's going to give users 36 hours of battery life and essentially what that's going to do and you can this can be across the lines is that it's going to turn off non-essential items and it's going to be available on series four and later so in terms of apple watch ultra everyone was trying to figure out how how much was this thing going to cost i i was in the camp that this thing was going to cost a thousand bucks so when they actually unveiled that it was going to be $7.99, I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, this thing is actually a little bit cheaper. Now, $7.99, the iPhone 14 costs $7.99. But hey, um, I also made the comment on Twitter. I, I just threw it out there. I threw it out there. How many of you that do not work out is going to feel like you need the Apple Watch Ultra. Now, here's the thing. You spend your money however you want to spend your money. But I think this is a very small segment of people that actually need Apple Watch Ultra. And then when you're talking about people that dive, they probably still don't need this because they probably still cannot. It can't. It cannot give you the actual all the data points that you want. It just does not. But hey, when it comes to Apple Watch Series 8, I also made the joke. I believe that this is Apple Watch Series 7.01. It's really not a lot. But I mean, of course, we're getting international roaming on the cellular model, low power mode. Of course, the edge to edge display, um, medications app, different sleep stages, fast charging, crash detection, blood oxygen sensor, Temperature sensing, which is the new sensor, it's all great. But I feel like if you have an Apple Watch Series 7, I do not necessarily believe that you need to upgrade to Series 8. So, of course, of course, you know what's next. You know what's next. iPhones 14, 14 Plus, 14 Pro, 14 Pro Max. Let's get into it.
All right, guys, probably the part of the podcast that you guys have been waiting for iPhone 14. We get iPhone 14 regular and iPhone 14 plus. So that bigger 6.7 inch display is going to be loved. And if you get the regular version, not the Pro or the Pro Max, you got to go plus, man. So let's start off with the system on a chip. We're looking at the A15 and not just a regular A15 folks, A15 Bionic, which is the same chip that's found in the, you guessed it, iPhone 13 Pro devices. So this, this part is a little bit difficult because I don't know if this is what Apple is going to do going forward. Hey, use the Pro SOC in the new regular version of the phone. Now, here's one note is that it does have one extra GPU core. And I don't really know if Apple necessarily pointed that one out, but I don't know if this is the plan going forward or if I don't know if it's laziness or if I don't know if it's that whole chip shortage thing that the world has been experiencing ever since the pandemic. But it's like the pandemic started in 2020, it's 2022. Hey, hey, that's neither here nor there. So both of these devices are going to come with an upgraded 12 megapixel main camera sensor as well as a 12 megapixel true depth selfie camera with autofocus. So apparently prior iPhones did not have autofocus on the selfie camera. Well, it does now. Um, iPhone 14 is going to start off at $799. 14 plus starts off at $899 and you can pre-order them on September 9th and the iPhone 14 to become available starting September 16th and the plus becoming available on the 7th. So here's the thing. Not only are you getting the Bionic chip, but when it comes to the notch, the notch also looks a little bit smaller, comparable to last year's Pro models as well. And then of course, with those new cameras, Apple touted this thing called the Photonic Engine, which essentially just makes all of the pictures look a little bit better. Better low light. Getting in more light gives you more access to what? A wider array of colors. Just being able to get you more what? Detail. And that's what you want in a picture. You want as much detail as you can possibly get. And of course, next, iPhone 14 Pro, the notch is gone, people. It's get the heck out of here. It is out of here. But we're getting a new pill shaped. And Apple, they didn't call it a pill shape. They called it a dynamic island, which was met with laughter from those in the audience. Now, here's the thing. This thing is actually pretty freaking cool. So let's go with some of the differences that we see across the industry. We have people trying to hide their front-facing camera underneath their display. Usually it turns out to be terrible because then they're using so much processing to try to make your pictures look good when it really looks like crap. Then you have people with their hole punch devices and that's pretty much it. But what Apple has done here is actually, it's actually pretty freaking smart. So think of this dynamic island, think of it as a pill shape, but it expands when certain notifications come in. So a phone call, that notification is gonna like spawn from this pill shape. Then it's also gonna be built into the operating system, built into iOS itself where timers can go there, music controls can go there. So here's the thing. 
we've always talked about the notches being kind of the stopgap. Well, the dynamic island, it's still a stopgap, but it's making use of the space and it's spawning, guys. <laughs> like, just look at some videos. Like, this is actually pretty freaking cool. Additionally, additionally, the Pro line has a more powerful A16 chip this year. Brighter display, some of the brightest that you can actually ever imagine. We're looking at 1600 nits and 2000 nits peak brightness, then always on display. So once again, guys, Apple is late to the party here. Android devices have been having always on displays for years. People have been wanting them on the Apple side and granted for the watch, it is incredibly important. On the phone, not so much unless you're having widgets, but oh, that's right, on the lock screen this year, we're getting not widgets, but complications. So, of course, they plan it. They plan it perfectly. I think this is going to be cool. Do I think it is a game changer? Absolutely not. Um, A16 Bionic, like I said, we're going to be getting six core CPUs there. And yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty good stuff. So, 14 Pro and Pro Max is going to start off at $999. And then, of course, Pro Max is going to start off at $1,099 for the lower storage options. So, guys, I think this is really cool. Um, now, one thing that kind of, well, and you're going to hear about this in a later podcast. One of the things that kind of threw me for a loop is that Apple announced that it will not include physical SIM trays with the iPhone anymore. Only in the US. So the iPhone 14 and iPhone 14 Pro, they will use an eSIM. And this is essentially known as a digital SIM card. So Apple says the eSIMs are more secure and should help users easily switch between carriers. But it could be trickier for anyone used to the simplicity of simply popping out their stupid SIM card and switching it to a new phone to change service. And that's been me for years. It's like, hey, I want to try out this new phone. Let's just pop out the SIM card, throw it in something else and move on. But if you never have a SIM card, that could be difficult. Now, here's the thing when it comes to eSIM, you can go to an eSIM and you can also go back to a physical SIM. Now, it's not like your SIM card is completely gone. Yes, you heard that right. Your SIM card, this eSIM, this eSIM kind of location, it's actually built into your phone. So if you if your phone is capable of an eSIM, Essentially, that technology is on the board of your device and it's just it's just space there. It's not necessarily holding that SIM information. Now, when you have an eSIM, things are going to get written to that guy and it holds your carrier's information. Simple as that. Now, from a security standpoint, this is why I like it and this is why I, I agree with Apple saying that it's more secure. Lots of times when it comes to people stealing devices, they would take your SIM card out and put a new SIM card in. And then they could do different kinds of things such as, you know, receiving two-factor authentication codes and things like that. But if they don't have access to that physical card and that SIM information is locked behind a element in your phone, and if it's locked behind that password that you have to put in, 
they're SOL. They're not getting anything. So I think that's also pretty sweet. Additionally, iPhones 14, they can send emergency messages over satellite. So of course you have to be outside. Messages, they're gonna take longer to send. And of course you're gonna to have to answer questions to help get a response. So your location and your medical ID may be shared, but essentially kind of like when you're doing a find my and you've got some of the ultra wideband chips that are helping you determine where your things are in like direct line of sight you're going to have to be direct line of sight and of course the new device you're going to get two years of this coverage but you know after that um apple really didn't say too much but they did note that it's going to be included for free on new phones for two years and of course the last thing that we're going to touch on briefly second generation AirPods Pro. So of course they're going to come with a new H2 chip and spatial audio and have twice the noise canceling capabilities as the previous model. Of course we're getting some increases. We're getting an increase six hours of listening on a single charge or up to 30 hours with you replenishing your AirPods Pro using the charging case. So of course these guys are going to be 249 bucks. That is the event in a nutshell, guys. It was great watching it. Um, I will say it was, to me, this was a very, very a ho-hum announcement. It was not the glitz and glam, and Apple was very haughty at the beginning, which I did not like at all, acting as if if you don't have an Apple Watch that you just cannot survive. I thought that was pretty, um, I thought that was pretty big-headed of them. Um, in terms of things that you should buy, the the Apple Watch Ultra, unless you're a extreme performance athlete, which I doubt that most people are, I just don't see the need for having this device. It's it's very chunky looking. It's kind of like wearing a G-Shock. You're not going to wear a G-Shock watch every day. Now I will say they have improved GPS and they have a siren on the Apple Watch Ultra. But here's my thing: why isn't improved GPS and why isn't siren included on? regular apple watch series 8 you don't bifurcate the line so much because you want to push everything to the ultra it's a 800 dollars wrist computer and you're probably going to sell a version 2 next year push these features down because i don't believe that they're that special um airpods pro people people love their headphones i love my power beats pro if i can ever get another version apple beats hey that would be nice iphones 14 14 pro it really depends here if you've got last year's phones i would not up i would not update at all May, the 12 probably not anything 11 and back i would probably go ahead and update now here's the thing if you have an iPhone 7, you're not going to get the latest version of iOS. So if you're still holding on to that jet black iPhone 7 or 7 Plus, which I love, they're the best colorways of iPhone devices ever, it's time to put them away. Pull over. <laughs> if you're in your car, pull over. Throw that thing in the glove box. Drive yourself to an Apple Store, Best Buy, wherever. Pick up a new phone. Pick up a new phone. It's time. And me, I've got an iPhone 10s Max. It's time. I've had this thing for three and a half years. It has served me well, but I want more with the camera. I, I want the always on screen. 
and I want all of the upgrades that I am due since I've had this thing for three and a half years. And like I said, it served me well and it can continue to serve me well. But after three and a half years, it is time. So that is the event in a nutshell, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for sticking around. We're back on a normal schedule. I hope that you will share this podcast with a friend. Tweet me at Dexter underscore Johnson. And hey, let's keep the conversation going. All right, I'll holler at you. Thank you for listening to another episode of In the Weeds with Dexter Johnson. I'm hoping you're coming away more empowered, educated, and enthralled in the technological world. Be sure to tell a friend, share this episode, and follow me on Twitter at Dexter underscore Johnson. And most importantly, stay tuned for future episodes. Until next time.